Welcome to Transform and Thrive. Your host, Helen Lee, examines the opportunities and practical solutions for individuals and organizations to transform and thrive in these times. She shares her wisdom and that of other changemakers impacting our world. Tune in for innovative and holistic tools and empowering strategies to reinvent yourself and or your organization and flourish in a world facing different crises. Hi, this is Helen Lee. Welcome to Transform and Thrive. I'm including from part one for this episode the introduction I did for David Rauter, who is a true master of energy and functional consciousness energy coach extraordinaire from Australia. It will lend itself to setting the scene for what's powerfully packed in part two, in case you haven't as yet Listen to last week's. My guest today is David Rauter, who is a functional consciousness energy coach. He is based in Noosa, the beautiful resort area of the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, Australia. And he teaches a range of people all over the world, from doctors and scientists to CEOs and children, on how to master their own energy as he himself has certainly become a master of energy. It's synchronicity that I have a very similar wide range of clients as well. And I've also had several sessions with David recently, and I've been totally fascinated by his completely unique understanding and knowledge of what goes on for all human beings, how we energetically interact with each other, and how we can function so much better by owning a whole lot more of ourselves and our own energy and consciousness, and utilizing the most powerful parts of ourselves and become sovereign, a lot freer and happier, rather than get stressed and burnt out, take on the energies and thinking of others, and have our own being interfered and messed with. David has created a series of functional conscious exercises he calls reflective body mechanics. He's able to see energy. People look like a circuit board to him and he can see where you're blocked which helps him to guide you to connect and activate your subconscious to release embedded patterns of behavior which have restricted your ability to change life patterns. Once released, you are able to reconnect to and open functional consciousness into your everyday life, which then enables you to strengthen your intuition, become more productive, and have a calm life. This also results in your ability to protect yourself from unhealthy relationships and attract healthy, supportive ones. Now that was the introduction for David Rauter from part one. You can now look forward to an episode about self-love and being there for yourself, about the quantum field, getting burnt out, becoming more efficient and aware of who we really are in a very practical and down-to-earth way. 
about the collective conscious and the collective unconscious, a whole host of relevant and crucial topics for everyone who wants to grow, transform and thrive, and it's certainly an absolute must for all empaths and highly sensitive people to listen to. In fact, at the end of my conversation with David, I also included about 10 minutes about myself, what I've experienced as an empath that made me go to him in the first place, and about the global team of incredible healers and energy masters I have now put together, including David, of course, the support of extraordinary quality they have all given me, how they are now part of what I offer to the world, along with my treasured coaches, whom I have rigorously trained myself to help raise mass consciousness and the consciousness of leaders. Together, we aim to help the world transform and thrive, both individuals and organizations. So sit back, get your cup of tea or glass of wine, and enjoy the entire episode. We all know that self-love is important, but uh, tell us your take on it. You know, why is it that important? Well, self-love is really communication. Tell That's us. all it is. Self-love is basically finding all the different ways to use your spirit energy to get all the information that you need. Because yeah. if you take it, and it also leads into joy and it leads into your whole wealth of worth of life because as soon as you get that information, one, it's really funny. You you see people all of a sudden, they're smiling, yeah? And as soon as you get that information, you start to smile, which is basically love. You know, you are active and you're responsible um, for your own actual power. You're responsible for your own energy. You're responsible for your own conscious mind, memory, and matter. So everything basically becomes one huge um, conglomerate where you're actually taking care of everything, which means that in the way you, you everything you're saying and what you're doing is it matters because you're you're so coherent with it. Yeah. Yes. And that and that just I mean if you're if you're looking after something and you're responsible for it, that's the best form of love. Yeah. It's not like uh I hope someone else love because when you love yourself because you are taking care of yourself, then you find people who are also doing the same thing, you know. I mean, you if you meet someone, you don't want to take care of them all in every aspect of their life and everything. It's like you want someone who's, um, if you can love yourself, then it's much easier to love someone else as well too because you find people who are actually being responsible for their own love, you know, they're not trying to take from you, you know? Yeah. You find people who are more coherent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I often talk about, you know, taking care or loving ourselves and taking care of ourselves as if um, we, the soul, are the parent, you know, and then looking after. Exactly. And, you, and like, you've got, to, you've got to look after yourself before you look after anybody else. I mean, sure... We all look after our families and we all help, but we also need to for never forget about the self, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, you also have a very interesting story uh, lead up to, um, I mean, firstly, you gave up the chef's work and then you went on to do, um, what was it you did with the truck? <laughs> oh, yeah. So I used to, I used to be uh, a chef for quite a number of years and I just got sick and tired of being responsible for so many, so many staff every day. Um, doing conferences all the time as well as the restaurant as well. And um, then when I got sick of that, I bought a concrete truck business, um, which is, yeah, a bit out of left field, I guess. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I actually quite enjoyed it because I could just be responsible for myself. You know, you're a bit like a concrete taxi. You take out stuff. So one um, Friday um, we were going up the highway and, you know, you're doing 100 kilometres now with a lot of ton, tons of concrete on the back. But um, because it was a long weekend, all the traffic just stopped immediately um, in front of us and um, I had nowhere to go, you know. And right in front of me, there was all these kids riding bikes um, around Australia, plus there was also, you know, carfuls of people with kids. And so if I kept on going, I would have killed somebody for sure. So I immediately just went off to the road and I knew there was another road on the um, that they were building because they were building a new highway at the time and there was a, another highway to the left of us so I just turned the the truck over and went down this huge embankment to where the um, to where this other highway was and so as soon as I um, went down across turned left, um, I basically had a huge out-of-body experience and I'm watching the concrete truck just go from side to side and if anybody knows something about machinery, concrete trucks can only go a little bit before they fall over and this thing should have been falling over. And it was going over stuff that it shouldn't have been able to, you know. It, by the time it got to the other side, it should have been an absolute wreck. But as it got to the other side, I came back into my body and but while that um, truck was there, it was my grandfather who was driving the concrete truck and my uncle um, at the same time sitting next to him. And so when it got to the other side, I was sort of shot back back into my body. I can remember putting my foot on the, the brakes and the maxis and um, hopping out, shaking like anything, because it was a pretty weird experience, <laughs> to say the least. And I looked at the truck and there wasn't a scratch on it. And I looked at what this, this bloody truck drove over and I shouldn't have been able to drive over it. No way in the world. Um, you know, it should have been, it should have been a write-off. And there wasn't a truck, there wasn't a scratch on it. And that's when my grandfather said, do what you meant to do, my boy. So <laughs> that's when I sold the truck. <laughs> oh, it took me a while, but, you know, I mean, I always done this work, even after working on weekends, so. It's not like it was new. But you were, you were shaken into your real job. <laughs> your, your real, your yeah, basically. Your yeah. It, was, it, was one, it was one big shake-up, I can hear to tell you. How long ago was that, David? Oh, boy. 20-something um, years ago, probably 25 wow. years ago. Okay. And, and you were talking, you, you were telling me once um, about uh, being taught daily uh, yeah. how to do your work. Mm -hmm. You would take instructions. So, 
as I when I from the day I asked how to get self-help or how to get self-truth, to be more precise, since then, um, and that's a long time ago, um, I've basically got a, a lesson each and every day. So you find all these different parts that um, you can get to work more coherently, work more efficiently, parts that we all think are working great, but, boy, they're not. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Different, just, I mean, energetically, there's so many parts that we've got that we think they work right, you know, it's we think our auras are working right and they're not and we just think whatever you can think of, it's not just one of them. There's absolutely heaps of them. It's not just one aura. There's like trillions of them that we've got to use. There's And it's, it's the same with chakras, you know, it's not just seven. We've got trillions and trillions of chakras and they don't start at our base. We have them from the top of our head to the base of our feet. Mm. And we also teach people how to use the multiple um, diversity of themselves so they can use, you know, we all are multidimensional so that you can use all, you know, there's plenty of quantum fields and quantum energy that we all got to use and it's not real difficult because mm. as soon as you go into it, everybody just does it naturally and they do their own version of it. There's just so many different formulas that we turn on and and upgrade, basically, yeah. But you don't just like computers. everything, right? You just get people to follow it through the exercises. Yeah, and it's all it's all experiential. Yeah. So it's and often as soon as people go through it, then they generally have a lot more of a, an immediate understanding about, or it comes later on, you know how how it works or why it's why it's why it matters, you know. Mm. And um, what do you think would it be like ahead, let's say the decade ahead or even 20, 20 years ahead, right? Meaning that are people well, more evolved, come to know yeah, I, themselves? Well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of kids I already talk to. I mean, yeah. I, I talk to so many kids all the time and um, little kids, are there that, they're, the, they're the funniest kids to work with. But... Yeah, but also when we're healing, you've got to remember not only do you fix yourself, you also help the collective conscious. Mm. And everybody thinks that everything in heaven is just honky-dory and everything's worked out, but there's a lot of stuff that um, you're basically uplifting the whole environments so that, um, you know, when people go back to heaven, they're not, just figuring out what they did wrong it's more finding out about efficiency so where you find out all these different parts about you where you're more efficient than worrying about what you did right which you did wrong it's more finding out where you're efficient and where you aren't efficient mm. and then you both you know the, the collective conscious begins to raise because you're so more aware of what actually is going on because sometimes when we come in We've discombobulated a lot. We've all ended up all over the place. It means that when we come next time, we come back, and a lot of kids who come back, they aren't influenced by the same stuff we were. Just makes things work more efficiently. So then, what's the purpose of coming here, leaving, and then coming back again? Is it primarily to expand consciousness? 
or just for the fun of it all? Yeah, well, it's not, we don't do all, put it this way, we don't just do all our work in heaven. Mm. Um, you know, sometimes we've got to do a lot of that work while we're here too, you know. It's mm. both. It's not just, oh, we'll go to heaven, we'll fix everything all up. No, you've got, to, you've got a lot of fixing up you've got to do while you're here too. Mm. And what's the fixing up about? Well, just becoming more efficient. And, and, and you find all these different types of collective conscious that you're capable of utilising each and every day, being so much more aware and you're using, you're, using, you're able to process so much more information um, completely differently than, and you just don't walk around like you're in a stupor all day. You know, you're aware of so many different things that are actually going on. Okay, that's the, that's but also certain things that don't, push you over the over the hill all the time, you know, you can oh. focus on what you hear or what whatever you're here to do. I think that makes sense. Because we're all we all we're all here to do different things. Yeah, that makes it's total not just, sense. Mm. Sorry? That makes total sense. It's like becoming more efficient is actually becoming more of your true self, what we call our true self, right? Yeah, exactly. Because we're all here to we all got our own, you know, everyone's here for a different purpose. Mm. I mean, it's a collective purpose, but, you know, you've got to find what your purpose is and when you find out how to work more efficiently, you know, you do your purpose, whether you're going to be the great artist or whatever it is you're here to do, you know, whether you're a molecular scientist or whatever it is you're here to do, you know, or just just be a mother. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a pretty damn big purpose too, you know. Yeah. So then... Or, or just be an efficient father or... Yeah. You know, it, everyone has, we all, we all have our, we all have something that we're here for, you know? Yeah. Actually, I like that, that definition very much. Um, it's very practical. It's very down to earth, right? And, and also what I love, which is what I, I advocate is to use uh, all of ourselves rather than, you know, just one tiny part, the small S, you know, and then. No muddling around with that totally lost and making lots of you know four parts right which is what well, we does. are we're huge we're, i mean i mean our bodies are massive i mean our collective conscious when we find how to use the multi-dimensional self you know we're massive so the more we can use that the more efficient we are but boy the more happy we are too you know you don't i don't know it's sort of like being simple but complex at the same time Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and, yes. You, and, you know, you're just more happy in whatever the hell you're doing, you know. Yeah, and the fact that you can see all this complicated sort of circuit board and then simplify it into, you know, exercises. You know, sometimes I don't know why putting my hands on my hips, for example, will do something, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it does, you know. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah, as soon as you do it, you know why you're there, yeah. Yeah. everything starts to move or everything or sometimes we let go as we let we there's certain things that that are also it's not just finding what's the collective conscious it's also finding what is the collective unconscious um you know and we don't we don't need to we don't want to that's one of the biggest things often when people come into energy work everyone thinks that everything they touch is perfect but it's not it's being able to differentiate what is um, collective conscious and what is collective unconscious. And 
there's a lot of differentiations between the two. So that's one of the things I love showing people. It's like, you know, it's not real hard. It's it's just a little bit of finding your basics, learning how to use neutral energy so that you find what is just you and what isn't you. And it allows you to create masses and masses and masses of power. It allows you to just connect to lots of different things that you'd probably not even thought about connecting to. And it just happens, you know, there's a lot of intrinsic things that just keep going on, you know. Yeah. It's the way things happen. Um, David, how about what is the dominant or main energy in the world today? Are people primarily insecure and fear-based? Um, um, it's different here. Yeah. It's it it can honestly it can it moves from suburb to suburb or or household to household. You know you can't, and it's different absolutely everywhere. And if okay. you go over the world and you sense the whole lot, it's absolutely different everywhere. There's nothing the same. There's, everyone focuses on different areas of conscious and different and different areas of unconsciousness. Yeah. So we can't say people are more anxious or. More um, I mean, of course. Um, at the moment, we've probably, <laughs> I mean, with after COVID now and now with everything that's going on in Ukraine and everywhere else, mm. you can't say that people aren't um, because. After COVID, everybody's been locked down for a while. So sometimes everybody's a little bit more either incoherent with who they are or, or more coherent with who they are. It depends which way they went. But, um, you know, there's a lot of people who I would say became more conscious with what they actually need and what they don't need, you know, because there's a lot of people who are just saying, ah, oh, that that job really doesn't work for me anymore, and I can I can spend more time with my family, and this is more important. Yeah, and oh yeah, it's not so important to to go buy a new Maserati next week. Let's just live a little bit more simply, but spend more time together. You know, it's like. And then there's people doing the the opposite. So you know, it's a little bit of everything too. You know, but it feels I like have noticed that. Like once um, people used to undervalue or used to often elevate their um, themselves a little bit much more above, you know, each other a little bit. But I find that since COVID, everybody's realised that, hey, everybody needs everybody and it doesn't matter who you are, you're reliant on that person or you don't, you can't get any food, you know, you can't, you've got no electricity or whatever, you know everybody's here for a purpose, you know, and no one's better than, it doesn't matter who you are, no one's better than anybody. We're all, we're all collectively the same. It's just that some people seem to think that they're a hell of a lot better than everybody else, but that's the collective unconscious telling them that they're worth it, you know, so that they can take and take and take and mm. use that power from, from, from people who think they're way better than everybody else, you know. So... It's just everybody learning a lot more about themselves too. So I think that's good. So we're going in the right direction and um, maybe slowly moving towards more we rather than just me, right? Yeah. Well, 
and yet the me is the me time. is the me is often the um it's like i call it the want the wanty energy and the um, needy energy which is often just the collective unconsciousness yeah and it's like energy that takes doesn't it doesn't um share energy it just plain unadulteratedly takes you know mm-hmm. um you also talked about um quite a bit uh about highly sensitive people uh, yep. especially that you know they are highly evolved but uh have repressed uh a part of themselves they will be yeah right Basically, highly sensitive people are all more or less a little bit more evolved because they really use their spirit, um, intuition, and instinct. Right. It just means that they've got these great barriers in between getting all the the right information that they get, and they tend to, as I said before, they get their all their information in blocks. So they concentrate on this, and then they go to the next block, and the next block, and the next block, and the next block. So it means that by the time it gets to the end, then then there's a lot of confusion because there's no there's no rhythm and there's no synchronicity to all the information, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because by the time you get to the end, it's a completely different message. So when we use collective connective conscious, it joins all different types of messages up, which means that you aren't highly over over um insensitive over highly sensitive or it's like you're finding all these messages that don't even really pertain to yourself but you think that they are yeah mm-hmm. or if you're taking on those messages then a lot of those are also cutting you off which you feel like you're missing out completely it's like you got fomo yeah fear of missing out because all these different um, segmentations are where you basically can't get your information. So you become very insecure. Like you're very aware, but you're also very limited in what you can do to make yourself re- re- basically recalibrate. Yeah. Mm. So that's what I love. That's why I um, love showing highly sensitive people how to live more efficiently and they're a real joy to work with because they're already highly sensitive and they notice everything, yeah? Mm. So, and it's when you're doing energy work, it's just like you're talking their, you're basically talking their language. Yes. Because it's like, oh, hang on, I get this. And and as soon as you shift something and that you see all the smiles on their faces and they think, oh, wow, this is good. This is because... This work shouldn't be all work. It's sort of like fun. You know, you've got to treat it like you're a five-year-old and just play because your energy work should be just playing because you're meant to be able to do it as easy as pie. It's not meant to be, you know, you've got all this indoctrination. I've got to go through ABC all the time. You know, it's like it's meant to be intuitive. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be not I've got to go and, um, you know, study my navel for 45 hours um, a week. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's, it's, you've got to live as well. It's incorporating everything. Absolutely. Yeah. 
I mean, I see loads of people, you know, suffer uh, because of their sensitivity. So I'm, I would be very happy to, uh, it'd be my honor to round out a whole bunch of, of us, you know, and organize a, a group for, for you to teach us. How about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good fun, you know, and um, it's meant to be good fun for you guys. You know, it's like you find all these different areas where highly sensitive people can just just get on with it, you know. Otherwise, yeah. you feel like you're too damn limited and it's like... Absolutely. You know, it's interesting. After, after you turn all this stuff on, all these things you think, and often people say, oh, what do you do? You've never done that before. And all of a sudden you find yourself, you're doing stuff that perhaps you never even thought about doing before and all... You just have a go at everything, you know, yeah. because you should be, yeah. you know, and, it, and it especially, you know, it, um, back to any type of relationship we have. Otherwise, we just sit on the side and we don't we don't take up in those relationships that we should. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And mm. uh, I, I think also it's about time that, um, you know, empaths and highly sensitive people lead, but they have to. Um, rise higher. I, I actually talked about this in the in the previous episode. They have to rise higher, and by 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 actually being more, less sensitive, it doesn't mean that they lose their sensitivity. Um, it's just that they're not picking up crap from everybody else, you know. Exactly, and then all of, then all of a sudden you're able to use your impact. It's like. You find that you actually have a hell of a strength in yourself, yeah. so you can actually use it. You know, because you you're an empath yourself, aren't you? Oh, I used to be. I used to be shocking. <laughs> I was terrible. <laughs> you know, it used to it used to shut me down. You know, and and it and it it makes such a difference. Like even when you're a kid, like it's like I can remember like. You could look at a, a form, something that was. I remember even being at school and like. I remember getting the right answer for, you know, they'd have problems on the board, then you'd, you'd get the answer and then you'd go and change it because you felt everybody in the room wasn't, hadn't thought the same way as you did, you know? Yeah, I think we can. So, see. yeah, you, you soon turn on lots of different things so that you can just help yourself, yeah? Yeah, yeah. And also be, you know, like offer compassion to the world while leading it, you know? That's right. There's, there's a, you know, not just one or two persons. It's not about that. It's about you know being a uh, part, uh, an important part of the collective that supports everybody. Well, once once you bring your empathy all the ways back in, you find lots of different parts that you're actually quite and considerably strong in. Mm-hmm. And then you start to use all those different bits that. Then you then you can help people a hell of a lot more. You know, if you you are a carer, then you can be all those caring parts without it killing you every day. Like when you go to go to work, it's like because yeah. I have heaps and heaps of nurses and doctors and medical fraternity, and going back to even teachers and le- uh, university lecturers. You know, yeah. it gets to the point where they can't do their job because they're too much of a damn empath or. Yeah. Or they're nurturing the empathy's way out, you know? Well, I can really relate to that. And it was getting too much, which is why I started, you know, having sessions with you. Um, 
especially at this time when uh, people are suffering from anxiety and you know the fear of uncertainty, you know the war going on, right? Um, yeah, I, I I know a Russian person who's close to me, and you know um, it was very upsetting for her when it happened, right? Um, yeah, I know oh, it's heaps. I've got heaps of Russian clients. Yeah. <laughs> So she felt that, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, you know, and and then of course I I you know yeah you know, care for those in Ukraine also. It's about caring for humanity, right? Exactly. But what is the neutrality that you speak of? Can we uh, elaborate on that just a little bit? Um, the neutral energy helps you find you, and it helps you power you up. So to basically power up your passion if you like um when i first found neutral energy i wasn't really excited i thought oh yeah blah 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 <laughs> you know um, it, it took me it took me it took me quite a while to really get my head around my head around it and find out that it was actually this great inclusive power that i had never used before because it's a bit like how you can generate and regulate so you can actually power up but and find all your different powers that you need within your um, energy system. But the thing is it allows you to differentiate loads and loads of different powers that, that are there and find what's needed and find also what isn't needed. So it immediately finds what is yourself and it immediately finds what isn't you. So it's, it's like a massive tool, absolutely massive. So is that is that spirit is that slash spirit slash consciousness? Um, it is in your, but it's also energy because you're using such absolutely subtle subtle energy. It's like adults It's like subtle energy personified because it picks up like the amount of information it picks up is crazy. Okay. But you've got to tune into it. And once you tune into it, the amount of information that you're getting is, you know, you're just like a computer. Yeah, I've often referred to it as vastness, right? Yes, sorry? Vastness, vast, and then with... Oh, it, vastness, yeah. Yes, because yeah. it's like this massive, yeah, energy, you know? Uh, and it tells me things. Um, I, I've got to switch that back on, though, so... Um, yeah, it does. Um, one last thing. Um, what was it now? I forget. Um, yeah, about people getting burnt out, David, because that's a very common thing, isn't it? Is it still happening? Oh, yeah, burnout burn is probably one of the biggest problems, especially for highly sensitive people or even, even today. It's like we focus too much. You know, our, our bosses often burn us out because they they have no empathy or they really don't care in a lot of places it's just like the collective take 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 energy you know yeah. so <clears throat> it gets to the point where you got nothing left to give you know you just you're like old oh, mother hubbard's cupboard there's nothing left yeah. and <clears throat> it takes a lot of recalibration and it's everything that we've been talking about today to get back to do it and to use it and find all how to bring everything back on because, I mean, if you've got a high, a high capacity job, 
there's a pretty damn good choice you're going to be burnt out because everybody just burns everybody out these days because they have they'd have very little care for their workers. Uh, in most instances, it's just like pay them lots of money, burn them out. Next one, you know. Well, yeah, I spoke to. But some- even in, but don't forget, you know, there's there's plenty of people who are highly sensitive too who are getting burnt out just trying to live every day too. Yes. Yes. So um, it's just turning everything back on and turning a lot of things off. do that, David? Just the way I've I've already said, Helen, going through all your spirit bodies, all the different types of energy bodies that you have, learning learning what is efficient, learning how to use um, the difference between what energies are needed because... You know, there's good energy, there's bad energy, if you like. There's collective conscious energy, collective unconscious energy. So yes. it's learning which is which. One one shares and one takes, yeah? Okay. And because sometimes if you're used to just giving, 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 it's quite easy for you to almost then um, reject when you are... Actually, able to able to receive. It's it's also teaching people how to receive again because you've got to recalibrate a person's spirit again so they'll actually receive, not just give, give, give. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. I was talking to someone last night, also close to me, and she was so completely burnt up, and she's really only in her forties, forties, you know. And she's normally so full of life. She is highly responsible. She's over-responsible like I am and uh, almost over-empathetic like I am, but, you know, just gives too much. And it was, it was terrible. And you don't even need to be in your 40s these days. It happens in your 20s because there's so many people who in their 20s, you know, they people expect so much of them these days and that's like they'll pay them a fortune, but, boy, they burn them out quick too. Yeah. I mean, she cried because it's like, she said, how could I do that to myself, you know? But in that, in the situation, in fact, the whole uh, office is like that, you know? They, they, yeah. they put yeah, it's, it's, pressure on everyone, you know? Yeah, it's everybody. Not, it's wrong. Yep. It's everywhere, wrong. yep. Right? So I see this as um, an imbalance that the whole world must, must change. I see this as our job, David, you know, <laughs> to help change, you know. Yeah, no, yeah that's right. over responsible. So, you know, I'm learning from you to also have my bit of fun as well. That's great. Yeah. I think that's what we all need to learn, you know. Yeah, we do in a way. But, you know, it's also like knowing that, hey, if it's not working for you, yeah, you might need a job, but sometimes you've got to find something that's better, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she just thought of something and we talked about it. And when she talked about it, she she had this great big smile in this very tired face, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, because sometimes some jobs just aren't worth it. Yeah. They um, really aren't. Well, that was very good. Very interesting, David. I'd be delighted to be representing you. Um, let's see what we can drum up together. Thank you, Dave. Sounds great support the world, you know, in our own mm-hmm. Thank you so much, David, for this long conversation, which I have split up into two parts. 
If you haven't listened to part one as yet, do go and check it out. It's very, very useful. I have had such a great experience with the sessions with him. They were not only exactly what I needed at this time to help me go to another level altogether, because I had collected so much of other people's density for decades since I was a child and had been such a giver, so much more than a taker. It was inevitable that I ended up the way I did in the last several months. I truly needed to course correct, as I talked about in my last episode. I did not go from healer to healer to do so, because that's just a waste of time, energy and money. Often I came across those who really don't know any better. I needed someone and something very, very different. And David, thank God, was and is it in terms of the truly, truly unique and highly effective work he does. It takes patience to get through several exercises, at least enough to reformulate or rewire yourself so that you are nurturing and nourishing yourself with energy that is healthy for you, with people who can mutually be there for you and are not just taking from you with people who love, appreciate, and respect you, and it goes both ways. It can be difficult if you come across David when you're in dire need to get out of the physical pain, grief, or distress you're in, only because it does take time to make the deep and massive transformation for yourself. So my recommendation would be to see him before the issue or pain gets worse or even buried really, really deep. In addition, I would, I will be organizing groups or workshops for him, for all of us really, so that it actually speeds it up and makes it very cost effective for everyone. I was so bent on fulfilling my purpose of serving humanity and the world. I didn't take enough care of myself as much as I thought I did. And I just kept going after so many years of being totally devoted to contributing towards helping people shift or being such a warrior and successfully going past all challenges and taking on the next one, yet another one in no time at all. Well, this warrior needed badly to rest. I was depleted. I allowed people to drain me, even though I considered myself good at saying no very loudly when needed. But I'm an empath who automatically picked up everything from everyone. It didn't matter whether it was online, a phone or video call, or an in-person meeting. I met less and less people in person, especially because of COVID. The collective unconscious simply became too, too much for me. I turned off a whole lot of abilities and gifts over the years so that I would pick up less. That didn't work either. All that I previously used to keep me unimpacted by the immense and rapidly growing density knocked me for six. I was halted in the middle of launching my new membership club a month after successfully launching this podcast, I had zero choice 
of doing anything else except produce high-quality podcast episodes every week, taking care of the members I currently have and spend time giving myself the love and attention I deserve and that my body in particular really needed. It still does. Then and only then can I really forge ahead with fulfilling my purpose of contributing towards raising human consciousness and in particular that of leaders at all levels in our world. Still, even when it was challenging for me to move forward, when I had to have the love and support of wonderful and genuine healers, I spontaneously started creating a team of them, beginning with Andrew and Lena, who are in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. I invited them to attend the launch of my Transform and Thrive membership club as part of my global team. I've been sending my clients, friends and family to them. They do amazing, even phenomenal work. Andrew is a master healer who channels and creates many wonderful modalities, which have helped me greatly together with Lena's gifts. Lena is Andrew's protégé and has x-ray eyes, meaning that she can see inside your body all of your organs, glands and everything else, and what's going on inside you, the aura of not only your energy field, but your organs, etc. Then came David Rauter. He's very different, thinks very differently, and his work is very different as well. And I'm very grateful for all three of them. Andrew has helped me tremendously a decade ago as well. I guess I needed a big tune-up every 10 years. In addition to the deep and powerful work I do myself, we all have different gifts and roles to play. And in David's case, the reformulating, or what I myself call rewiring, is also vital and unique. We are not talking about shielding, or worse yet, protecting, a word I was not keen on using. To become really strong, to be the invincible self I always talk about, and have in two of my program titles, The Path of the Invincible and Invincible You, The Hero's Journey. I needed this missing piece to become tons more efficient, not just in our work, not just as a human being, the kind we know and generally think of, because we are mostly utilising and living from only the human part of ourselves and not the being component. And my focus is to support myself and the world, as many as are interested, to fully embody this beingness that I'm referring to. The great spiritual teacher Eckhart Tolle reminds us that we are not in the universe, we are the universe itself, an intrinsic part of it. He wrote, ultimately you are not a person, but a focal point where the universe is becoming conscious of itself. Now this is our work. This is our exciting and complex and yet very simple work. At least my coaching team and I make it simple for you and make it fun for you to be all of who you really are, to be so much more than merely your human self, 
it is truly high time, my friends, that we uncover the amazing miracle that we all are, doing our work, mine and my growing team of incredible healers and also, of course, my own coaches whom I personally trained and mean the whole world to me. It will take you there. I usually don't even like doing any marketing or promoting work, but strongly feel that at this time, it is crucial to provide the world with a complete set of ways to support everyone to transform and thrive. So I'm highly selective about those I represent, those who are on my team, such that we can together offer a range that will help everyone to do extremely well in both their personal and professional lives. And we, as the new and evolved human race, meaning all of humanity, can ultimately co-create a whole new elevated world together. At least some of us can lead the way to do so. So if you would like to have sessions with David, or Andrew and Lena, or myself, and my own coaches, whom I've thoroughly trained, and uh, who would love to help me raise mass consciousness as well, and the consciousness of leaders too. Simply write to me at inquiries with an I-E-S at leeheis, L-E-E-H-E-I-S-S dot com, or join our monthly live sessions at transformandthrive.club. Once again, inquiries at lehighs.com and transformandthrive.club and you will be invited to masterclasses that some of my podcast guests and others who haven't been interviewed yet are and will be invited to conduct as well. We can have a great deal of fun together and we can do some really meaningful, deep and profound work together as well. In the meantime, this is Helen Lee on the Transform and Thrive show. Much love to you. Wishing you endless possibilities of great joy and freedom, peace and abundance at all levels, especially at this time. Happy transforming and thriving. You have the power to do so masterfully and joyously. Thank you for joining me. Your presence is vital and very, very much appreciated, as always. Bye for now.